0: We are live hello to all my guys gals and non-binary pals and welcome to another episode of knights of paint town a city of Mist actual play podcast i am your master of ceremonies for this lovely adventure mikey you can follow me on my personal social medias at pop culture geek You can also follow us at D&D Vibe Tribe Productions, where you can stay up to date on all the different podcasts and projects we got going on over here. This is just one of seven actual play podcasts. Are you looking for your typical D&D? We got two of those. We have Call of the Deep, which is on sundays and we also will be having the academy a dd 5e and d20 modern crossover game which will be on tuesdays are you looking for wrestling content then you should check out friday night fights which also releases on tuesday are you the more investigative type then red harvest our deadlands noir podcast is for you do you want to take a trip through feudal japan or a different version of it, then you should check out Legend of the Five Rings. It's a great time. Uh, it's a great time. We are spoiled for choice here at the D&D Vibe Tribe production. It's a great time, so make sure to follow us there to stay up to date. But of course I cannot be, do this alone. I have my amazing cast with me tonight. So we're gonna go around, we're gonna do some introductions. They're gonna tell you, my, the listening audience, who they are. Some socials and projects to plug if they have any. And then also who they are playing as tonight, as well as their mythos. So we only have two for tonight, but we are mighty, even though we are small. So eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Wesley, you are going to be the first to go.
1: Hi, I'm Wes, and you can fi- follow me on the, the TikToks at The Last Mammoth. I am playing Jack McTyre. Mac, the uh, lovable and sometimes somehow charming and insane construction worker who has the mythos of
0: Surinos, and he gets hairier by the day, so there's that. Oh my goodness, I love it. And then of course, we have the one and only Josh.
2: I'm Josh, a.k.a. M.G. Preacher. You can follow me on uh, TikTok at M.G. Preacher, and you can also follow me uh on Instagram at ngpreachermark2. I will be playing Friedrich Krupp, Town's number one sergeant of the K9 division. And my mythos, what better choice for a canine handler than Cerberus, Guardian of the Underworld.
0: That is awesome. Okay. Of course, we are down two players tonight. Rage and Echo unfortunately could not be here tonight. But they are with us in spirit, so make sure you follow Echo at Owlbert the Owl Bear. You can also find him in Friday Night Fights as the manager, the heel manager, John Urface. We still don't know. He's an in-betweener. You can also find him playing as Alex or Lisa in the Academy, a changeling bard. So that's going to be a great time. You should go check that out. Shameless plug. And then, of course, he is playing Corey O'Reilly, whose mythos is Dagda. And then, of course, Rage. He is invisible on the internet, but he is an awesome person. And, of course, he is our resident college student, Dean Strongman, whose mythos is Hellrider. So it's a great time for sure. But with introductions out of the way, we will jump into tonight's episode. So we're going to begin with a little bit of a recap so last time on Nights of Pain Town, you guys fully started the investigation of the three suspicious heart-related deaths of three individuals that seem to have no connection except for the cause of death, which is strangulation of the heart. You guys left Dr. Winthrop's coroner office and began to investigate the three different sites of the crime scene. Your first stop was at a funeral home where you guys got to talking with the janitor who revealed that the widow, er, I believe is the term for when, for males, but at this funeral, the first victim, he died of heart failure in the midst of the funeral, leaving behind two daughters. And the janitor revealed that at the funeral, there is a hooded figure. Who was pointed out by the local jazz singer that our good canine officer was met briefly on the night out. Upon finishing that conversation, you guys made your way to the Bancroft apartment, which is the more luxurious apartment building in Payne Town, where you guys investigated the second death of a realtor and upon entering the building you guys experienced a lot of couple things you met a cool security guard we learned that officer quinn is a hacker of some sort so that is great you also learned that the security officer has the mythos of portunos the god of doors and things like that so it's interesting upon investigating the apartment you guys concluded that robbery was not a motive especially since the security footage that you guys saw our hooded bald-headed figure who in the video was able to you get more of a detailed description as someone who has tattoos all covering his head and his necks, similar to that of the aryan brotherhood and you also identified the name of the supposed culprit And you guys found in the apartment that there was a admit to one ticket to a concert happening later that night at the washboard for one Martha Ellis, the same jazz singer that was at the jazz club that our good old trio of officers were at on the night out of. So on your way out, you guys met Mr. Roman, the proprietor of the apartment building, who pretty much all of you do not like and were upset with and wanted to fight so that was a fun thing so you briefly talked to the security guard and you guys made the decision to go investigate the washboard which is the last location of the victims to see what information that you can find as you guys were getting into the car Friedrich, you decided to drive because you needed to clear your head, and we last left off with the camera panning to our bald-headed mystery man looking on from the distance as your car pulls away. So we're going to pick up inside the car, actually. So, Friedrich, you are currently driving the car. So right now, it is you in the driver's seat. Officer Dawes is in the passenger seat with Corey Dean Cerberus. And Mac all piled up in the back of the car in various seats. So, what? Actually, this is a good time to do this. So, we are going to initiate one of City of Mist's really cool features known as the opening monologue. I had rolled a dice before we started the session to determine who gets that honor tonight. And Friedrich, you get the honor of doing the first monologue. Oh... Okay. So, so what this entails is that you're going to narrate how your character feels in the current moment and what's going through their head in terms of the case that's going on. And then we will pick up the story from there. So think about it. This is like the monologue going on in your head. The floor is yours. As, as
2: Friedrich is punching in the the address for this next location that the, uh, they got to drag through, Friedrich just kind of sitting there and in his head he's just thinking When I started this job I thought It would just be as normal as you would think Being a police officer And for the longest time That's how it was I woke up I went to work I came home That was it, that was my life But this past week Things have Really taken a change One of my friends I've known for years now tells me that there's some sort of mist that people can't see through, that only certain people are awakened to. My new canine partner, I thought of him as another officer. But of so to speaking out, pale red color in his eyes, this black aura circling around him. first I thought it was just my mind playing tricks on me. But then when we had to go to the university, Pick up Dean. I saw Cerberus take off and I saw that black mist again. And if this is just happening to my canine companion, what is this gonna do to me? Not only do I have to worry about my safety and what this mist has to do with me, now I have to worry about also the safety of my friends. And I also have to worry about my compatriots traveling on along with us in this. And everything just seems surreal. And from what Mr. O'Reilly said we're a banshee? Thought of all of this is just myths, folklore. After seeing the bodies I at mean, all, oh, this case has got me thinking about many things. Either way, I got a snap too now. I still got a case I got to work on. And with this, he kind of just kind of comes out of his own thought, puts the SUV into drive, and just starts driving off to the next location.
0: Excellent. And so, as you put the keys into the ignition and you put the car into drive, it's not as fast as you normally have been going. Nuts, <laughs> you're at the head of the wheel. But uh, after cruising through, paint town you arrive at your final destination no pun intended of the places you would visit for the victims which is the washboard so you get out of the car all of you guys are just taking in so the washboard it's tucked in the basement of a grimy brownstone building overshadowed by downtown's great skyscrapers so tiny building big skyscrapers eating it up The washboard couldn't be located any lower without dropping into the sewers. You guys hear faint cello and piano notes echo in the maze of alleyways and underpasses that leads to its front door below street level. As you guys make your way down the steps to the entrance, the place seems... Scrubbed. As if it was trying to rise up to the occasion of having a fleeting shot at glory. So there's contrasting look it looks clean but it's in an alleyway so go figure right and as you guys make your way to the front door that it is covered with posters of a one martha ellis and her upcoming concert later tonight so i'm assuming you guys enter the washboard
2: (laughs) is it open or is it closed and getting ready for the night Uh, about what what time about what time is it right now
0: say it's about early afternoon... Let's see, given the fact that you traveled, I would say it's about mm, late afternoon, early evening, so somewhere between three and four.
2: Okay, so they're pretty much probably just opening up for, for business tonight.
0: The door's in front of you if you want to see if it's open, you can definitely see.
2: Okay, I was just trying to get a time frame.
0: Mm-hmm, no worries.
2: Friedrich goes ahead and gets Cerberus out of the back of the SUV and me and him start walking up to the, the main door to see if they're open or not. Okay. Not so you're... so
0: following Friedrich... <laughs> mind. So Friedrich, you and Cerberus are leading the charge, so you put your hand on the door, you turn it, it is open, so you open the door and you go inside. So, <laughs> let me give you a little description about the washboard as you step inside to the... Washboard is a roomy club so it's capable of holding up to 200 patrons which is saying something given that from the outside it doesn't look like much until you walk in so this can hold up to 200 patrons. The red tinted lights set the mood but also give the place a dark and seedy vibe. There are two long bars lining the main room. And about 20 small circular tables scattered in front of a medium-sized stage towards the back area. From the stage, you can see a door going into a hallway that kind of leads to a back area. From where you're currently standing, you can't tell what's exactly back there. You would have to go through that door and investigate further to see what's up there. But you can also see that towards the farther end of the washboard is a back door that leads to a dirty back alley, which is even narrower than the one that leads to the front door. So that kind of gives you a little bit of the geography. So pretty much you guys can see everything. It's just that the back area, you would have to go to the back to see what's behind there. But more importantly, as you guys walk in, You see a young-ish African-American gentleman. He's wearing a very, like, typical, like, Tommy Bahama kind of shirt going on. He is cleaning the glass behind the uh, bar. He notices... At first, he's just tending to his glass cleaning until he looks up and then he notices you. Ah. I'm sorry, mon It's a little bit early for business hours, but I can accommodate you if you if that's what you wish. Name Sammy. How can I help you? Wouldn't happen to have food, now, would you? <laughs> Sammy just chuckles and laughs. Well, oh, uh, most certainly. Friends, we... What can I
2: get you? Nothing for me or uh, my two friends over here. We're, we're on duty.
1: Uh,
2: as for the rest of them, I don't know if they would like anything or not.
1: Also, well, I'm not one of your friends. Is that that's what you're saying? Oh, no, just curious, asking for a friend. I'm the friend. Um, I don't know, I'll take a sandwich because it's dinner time, isn't it? So,
0: at three or four o'clock, if this is Mac's dinner time, he's probably hungry at this point. It's,
1: it's Mac dinner time. It's always it's Mac dinner, dinner time.
0: time. All right, so one sandwich. And then you, my officer, you said you don't want anything. I'm fine.
2: He just glance down at Cerberus and he's just looking up at me. Do you have a bowl of water? Uh, can you get the bowl of water for
0: uh, Arcanine? arcane Most certainly can. And then looks at, she kind of, Sammy peers over the bar and kind of looks down. And one bowl for the cute little doggo.
2: <laughs> that tail just starts wagging a million miles an hour.
0: Alrighty, just give me a few moments. I'll whip it up as quickly as I can and then I will be back. So at this point, Sammy puts down his glass he was cleaning, and he begins to walk towards the back near the sage area into that back area that I mentioned when you guys walked in. So after a few moments, you guys are just minding your own business and stuff like that. And then Sammy comes back with a ball of water. He places it in front of Cerberus, and he gives Mac his sandwich.
1: Mac pays for said sandwich because he's
0: <laughs> going to keep it legal. He's gonna keep it leave. Oh, this is on the house. Don't worry about it. Hey, free sandwich.
1: There's no such thing as a free <laughs> lunch. he is incredibly nervous now.
0: It's on the house, don't worry. <laughs> so after that, Sammy picks up his glass again and talk looks at you guys. So, other than food and hospitality, what brings you to the washboard?
2: We understand that they uh paper, speaking of stuff like this and this establishment, but there was a uh, body pounder.
0: Uh, what was it? Uh,
2: yesterday evening, early this morning?
0: Sammy kind of perks up at a body and says, Ah, you must mean that fox fella. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Such a yeah. tragedy.
2: Yes, uh, we're investigating uh, any possible cause of death. Captain's orders, you know.
0: Ah. Uh-huh. So you have come to investigate. Well, that's good. I was hoping that someone would come investigate. I want to put this thing behind me, so that way I, my business doesn't take a hit with the negative publicity, if course, you will.
2: Yeah. So yes, uh, my my father used to own on a bar, so I understand how things like this can be bad for business. So can you tell us where this this victim was
0: was found this morning? And Sammy puts down his glass and kind of puts his arms up on the bar, folding them, leaning in a little bit closer. Now, Donnell unfortunately, was found outside. So, that kind of... uh, I don't necessarily have the best security cameras, but I do have the best security guard on the job. My bouncer, Cyrus, was attending to a prized singer here at the washboard, Martha Ellis and the two of them had walked in, or walked out I should say outside during break in between shows and saw Darnell and some hooded figure having words before Darnell collapsed and the killer was sent fleeing when Cyrus went and checked the poor fellow was dead there's nothing much else I can add to that
2: I just turn my head towards the rest of the party and again but it's a hooded figure
1: he seems to be sh- oh sorry he seems to be showing up fairly often now. like every time we turn around he's he's there
0: suspicious
2: you said your security cameras weren't the best but is there was there any cameras pointed in the general direction
0: like i said we're going through a lot of uh, more modernization And so I don't have any type of security cameras. That's why I rely on Cyrus to be my eyes and ears for when I am not able to see or hear what's going on as I'm attending to the guests at the bar. Cool. So, of course, I just asking a question.
2: Out of character, is there any other businesses around this jazz club that might have a security the security cameras
0: how do i want to do this okay so here's what i'm gonna have you do so friedrich i'm gonna have you roll and investigate for me so we're gonna you're going to investigate and depending on what happens next i will give you the answer that and some more if you do well what power tags are you going to use that are relevant to looking around this building to see if you can figure out if there's any other security system
2: okay how can i do this if i can i want to use seen it before because throughout the years of police service that preacher's been doing he's of course came uh, across fairly similar to this so he would have a general idea of what types of buildings might have external security cameras. And, let's see here, I, I think that's it unless I can use police connections in the sense that maybe there was a roaming patrol going around the uh, that frequent this area. So they might have any ideas of uh, businesses with external security cameras.
0: Okay. Okay. I wasn't going to let you use that second one, and then you were able to give me more. So I will let you use both. So that is a plus two. So Ooh. you're going to roll your 2d6, and you're going to add plus two to it. Okay. And I'm going to plus two this? Correct. Okay.
2: That would be a total of ten.
0: Okay, on a (coughs) 10, that is a strong success. So, Friedrich, what you are able to understand is that while the washboard doesn't necessarily have any security footage, and despite it being in the more seedier parts of Paint Town as this little small building is surrounded... Kind of tucked away. Kind of tucked away. There are a couple of businesses around you have. In fact, right across the street from the washboard is a bank. So you, as we mostly know, and specifically you, Friedrich, know banks tend to have security cameras in case things go down, especially in Pain Town After Dark, where the nightlife and the underground collide and things go bump in the night. So you know that the bank is a good place to start as well as some of the other businesses, but the bank is probably your best bet. And because of that 10, there's also something else that you connect here. Other than the security cameras, you also know that the majority of this, of the washboard, is what you can see. But you also get the inkling that... There's more than meets the eye, especially since there's a back area that you cannot see. But if you play it, you may just be able to investigate it. I'd
2: like to have uh, Quinn go across the road over to the bank and see if he can find anything on their security systems from across the street. Because he has a a more keen eye when it comes to surveillance systems and computers.
0: Okay. Okay so quinn just gives you a nod all right give me about 10 minutes and i will be back with hopefully some information and quinn heads out the door and then heads across the street to the bank so that just leaves you all in ziba
1: i know this is going so a little bit crazy but i want to know if mac can go outside because it happened last night
0: yeah this is the most recent one so it's not even been 24 hours
1: okay I want to know if he could go outside to where the body was found mm-hmm. and see, because Animal Instinct's sense of smell, if he could smell something similar there that he smelled at the apartment.
0: Oh my gosh, I love I'm it. I'm not going to
2: lie, I, I was going to ask if uh, me and Cerberus could go back out there so we could use Cerberus' nose. Oh my god. Great minds think alike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let Mac do this one. So. Mac, you excuse yourself, whatever the reason is. You go outside. I'm going to have you roll and investigate. So, animal instincts is definitely one of them. So what other power tags do you think you can use mm, here?
1: When I'm in, uh, feral instincts will work. That's a... Wearing animal shapes doesn't work here.
0: That's about all I really got. That's still great. So we're going to give it a try. Well, so before you roll, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you another plus one only because technically, while it is a hindrance because you're halfway transformed due to what happened at the construction site, this will heighten it. And because you came up with such an awesome plan, I'm going to give you a plus one so you can plus two to this roll (laughs) All right, let Let's see what I got. Hey, an eight is still great. So on an eight, that is a small success with some complications but it's not gonna be too bad so you know what Mac before I give you the result what does your animal instincts look like I want to like what happens to Mac when he uses he taps into Cernos
1: taps into Cernos his eyes go black like totally black and it's just I don't know so much maybe it's a little more he gets more bestial looking just a hair not just hair, but a little bit more bestial-looking, and he's, like, bent halfway down just sniffing and not paying attention to anything else but what he's trying to smell.
0: Okay. I love it. <laughs> so, Mac, as you tap into Saranos, it's like one of the... It's a moment like in Venom, you just hear the voice in the back of your head. But, of course, you still have control over it, so as you're smelling it, so, Mac, you do recognize the scent it's the same scent of the hooded figure that you smelt not only at the apartment complex but also at the funeral home as well and you also smell the faint hint of like motor grease which is the same that was found at the funeral home which led to the discovery of one of the factories not the glasswork factory but the indu- the other industrial factory in the industrial zone of Paintown. so these are two places where this motor grease have seems to have peered and your hooded figure which we identified last time as John Nowak yeah he was here at some point and recently too it seems that
1: so he was basically everywhere we've been so far.
0: That is correct.
1: The plot thickens. Question.
2: While Max going and doing his thing, I want to leave Mr. O'Reilly sitting at the bar talking to uh, Sammy. May, Cerberus, and Das to go over to the stage area where Miss Ellis would be singing. And I just want to see if Cerberus can pick up on her. See if she had been in here possibly just before we had came in or something like that.
0: Okay. It's a little bit abstract, but you know what? I can make it work.
2: Mainly, I just want to know if she had been in the building recently or possibly she's in the building but just trying to keep away from us. She might be, like, hiding in the building somewhere.
0: Okay, so I'm going to have you roll investigate. This is a big... This is a bit broad. First, what tags are you using to see if you can figure this out?
2: Mainly, I'm going to be using Serby for this. Because dogs have much better sense of smells uh, than we do. And also, I just want to... While I'm there, I want to see if there's any... Like office rooms or something like that nearby the state where somebody, if, if somebody's watching the door, if somebody comes through, they can slip out real quick.
0: Oh, okay. So that changes it then. So instead of technically you're still investigating, but because you're trying to do it discreetly, I'm going to have you instead roll for sneak around because you're trying to do something discreetly. So, same thing. If you can figure out the power tags with Serbi, so. I can't believe that's what we're calling him now. <laughs> because he's a cute pupper. For now. <laughs> For now. Not, not until... Wait <gasps> until I get done with him. <laughs> well, who's a cute pre-headed <laughs> hellhound?
2: But uh, I don't know how this is being done discreetly. Like I said, I'm looking to see... Like I said, if, from the stage area, if there's a spot where... If somebody sees somebody coming through the main door... Before that person can get a good look around, there, you know, there's an immediately like, door like office area or something like that nearby the stage where they can get out of sight quickly. I don't know how that classifies as doing this discreetly, but if you say that's what it is,
0: that's what it is. From the way you described it, you're having Corey keep Sammy occupied. So while you're doing this, you're trying to do this without Sammy noticing. So that's oh, why I'm, I'm having.
2: I did yeah. not mean to. I'm out that way. I just meant that like, you know, bartender to bartender. I'm I still going to find be- out uh-huh. well, I'm trying to look around. I, I didn't intend for it to be like, I'm trying to do this discreetly. Sorry.
0: Okay, and then we'll just go back to investigate then. Okay. So remember, Cerberus is an extension of you because he is your familiar. So anything that you have, you guys share. The only thing that you don't share, Friedrich, is the tags for Cerberus. But you guys pretty much share everything else since he is an extension of you. So any power tags that you have apply to Cerberus as well.
2: Okay. Alright, in that case, I want to use power tag Man's Best Friend because I'm trusting Cerberus in this. Also, seen it before because this is probably some of the training that Cerberus had to do in the Canine Academy. And, again, I'm not entirely sure how the weakness tags come into play. Is so, it
1: like,
2: I'm sorry, go ahead. ahead.
0: No, I was all I was going to say is when it comes to the weakness tags, they come into play as something that I can invoke to make it a little bit more challenging, but you as the player can also invoke a weakness tag, and when you invoke a weakness tag, you get attention to it, so when you max out the attention towards the end of the case, we can handle all that, so... The Weakness Tags kind of balance it out.
2: Okay. Because if I'm not mistaken, every time Mac had or said he was using the certain Weakness Tag, it I don't know how you say it, like invoked his mythos or something like that. Is that kind of what they do?
0: So the Weakness Tags are if your Power Tags are your strengths, the Weakness Tags are essentially your weaknesses or the flaws that your character has.
2: Okay. Because what I'm trying to do is trying to get more in touch with my mythos, so to speak. Yeah. Because, <laughs> one, after all this, and especially after talking with Roman, I want to use stress.
0: Okay, so you're going to invoke the stress weak t- the weakness tag. Yeah. Okay, so that gives you a minus one, but because you are choosing to invoke it, you get one attention to it, so we'll remember that for later. So you subtract that one. So you had two minus that one. So you get a plus one if if I'm getting that correct. Okay. Okay, so you get a plus one to the roll. So roll your 2d6, add one, and let's see what happens.
2: After a bad start, a plus one, that would be a total of seven.
0: Okay. So the seven's not awful. It is a weak hit with some complications. So, as you are how do i put this so you send cerberus to look around and he starts smelling the stage a little bit he doesn't find anything on the stage and then he starts to make his way towards the back area and then cerberus gives you the signal that there is something there but before cerberus can go to the back area Sammy gets wind of this and says Officer, if you would please I would rather not have uh, your canine go exploring in the back area. Miss Ellis is not feeling too well and she's just taking some time in her dressing room.
2: Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I th- we don't mean to intrude or anything. With this I walk servers back over to the bar and rejoin O'Reilly. You said Miss Ellis wasn't feeling too good?
0: Yeah, she's She's still processing everything that happened. She and Cyrus witnessed uh, essentially a murder. So it tends to take the wind out of people's sails if you catch my drift.
2: Believe me, I've been in this job a number of years. I, I I got a pretty good idea how it affects some people.
0: She's just resting in her dressing room.
2: Has any other officers been by today to get the statement from Miss Ellis or anyone else here? At this club?
0: No, you are the first ones to come.
2: If it's, uh, if it's of no inconvenience, I would like to go and get a statement from uh, Miss Ellis.
0: Alright, that's fine. But of course, since it, she's dealing with a lot, if you don't mind, I would like to be there for this interview.
2: Understandable. Do
1: what you need to do.
0: Okay. Mac... After you have done your thing outside, are you coming back in, or are you still outside?
1: Uh, I came back in. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Okay. That's okay. I just wanted to make sure. So, Mac, as you walk back in, you're just catching the tail end of this conversation. Sammy leads you all to the back area. So as you enter the back area of the washboard, you guys see that back here, there is a kitchen area in which you Where the food is made for the patrons and things like that. You also see Martha Ellis' dressing room and a storage space. As well as an office with Sammy's name on it. So his personal office is also back here as well. Sammy leads you into the front of the dressing room. I do have to forewarn you all. As much as I love Martha to the call. And she is an excellent singer. Unfortunately, she tends to be a little bit of a lush. So just be mindful that she may or may not already be uh, dancing with the spirits if you catch my drift.
2: Thank you for the full forewarning.
0: Okay. And with that, if you need anything, I'll just be standing outside. But by all means, here you go. And Sammy opens the door for you guys. As you enter the dressing room, Martha Ellis' dressing room is just, it just smells of dead flowers and alcohol. The small cramp converted storage room at the back of the washboard was probably all the owner could spare to satisfy this diva's demands. (laughs) On the walls, that there is a lining of newspaper cutouts and posters of her glorious past. One particular title stands out as you look at it. Downtown's most soulful voice seems to stick out for that and a couple other news articles posted on the wall. Underneath the vanity, there's a bin with a dozen of small plastic liquor bottles and just uh, laying on her couch, Martha Ellis. The poor soul was just starting to pull herself together as she witnessed you. And you could tell that in the look in her eyes, she's a little bit buzzed as she (laughs) hiccups. Ah, the men in blue are here. (laughs) What can I do for you? Uh, Good day, Miss Alice.
2: I understand you have had a rough day today. Oh,
0: this this is nothing I can't handle, love. If you
2: don't mind, uh, I would like to talk to you about uh, what you saw this morning. I'd like to try to get a statement from you, if that's all right, and you have the time.
0: but of course. <laughs> and she barely is able to sit up. <laughs> You're kind of cute.
2: I, I I appreciate the compliment. But Sammy, I'll holler out the the Sammy. Yes, uh, Shetty. Can you can you or can you get somebody to uh, get Miss Alice uh, a cup of coffee or something?
0: Most certainly. Just. Give me a little bit, I'll go make something, and then I'll be right back. And Sammy just leaves the door and heads to the kitchen.
2: Anyways, I, find, I try to find me a seat or something. i I sit down and start talking to Martha. Okay. So, so, tell me in your own words, what was it that you saw this morning?
0: What can I say? It really was nothing, really. Just some poor soul. Just, he kind of just laid there. And uh, someone, I guess, was running? I don't know. As oh. she's, like, swaying back and forth on the couch. Mac walks up
1: and whispers into, uh, Friedrich's ear. I, I could have sworn he said she-, she was a little bit of a lush. I mean, it- it's, it's three, thir- three, four o'clock in the afternoon. She's fucking wasted. We're not going to get much out of her, though.
2: But we, yeah, I-, I look back at Mac. I know, but we still gotta try and get something as soon as we can, though.
1: That's a good way
2: In this very short little bit of time about how much time had passed, enough for Sammy mm-hmm. to at least start working on that cup of coffee?
0: Yeah, he's working on it. Okay. <laughs> so at this point, Martha, she begins swaying a little bit. She's like, you must be a fan of mine. <laughs> As she's again swaying on the little couch. I'm sure you heard of me, love. <laughs> the great Martha Ellis. <laughs> the great
2: the most soulful voice I believe people refer to you as
0: yes yes oh it's such a lovely thing to hear the admiration of the public
2: when I said that I took off the cap that I had and kind of pulled the, the top of my uh, dress shirt together to make it look kind of more like a formal shirt with a tie don't you rest not recognize me from last night Martha?
0: And she just looks at you. I'm sorry, I, I feel like I would recognize some, a cutie like you.
1: I know, seriously, look at him, he's memorable. I look at him every time, I can't, it's like I just I just met him not too long ago and God, he's
0: a beautiful. Sorry, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and she's, Martha is still just swaying on the couch. You know? As she points to the wall of all the newspaper clippings, these are only just the small things. I have a whole collection in that drawer over there. If you want to take a look at it, love.
2: I kind of motion for for Dos to go over and uh, look through those uh, news clippings and articles.
0: <coughs> Alrighty, so Dawes goes over to the drawer. She opens it up, and of course, she pulls out the book. And as she pulls the drawer open. For the sake of it, all of you guys can see from where you're currently sitting or standing. You can see what's inside because the drawer is low to the floor. That inside, besides this book of newspaper clippings and other memorabilia, as Officer Dawes is pulling up book out of the kind of drawer, there's a small rectangular kind of card that kind of falls away from the book and it slides on over to uh, you, Corey. So this rectangular card kind of slips underneath near your foot. Yes.
3: Sorry, everyone. Knocked it
0: on. Okay. so as you pick up the card on this card, that they're printed in kind of a standard business type of font. You see the n- name of an organization called Menting the Broken, and underneath that you see a name and the phone number of a one Dr. Selma Perrin. So P-E-R-I-N Pedin. Yes. I'm- in fact, I won't give you you no, it's more of a general knowledge thing, not like a hidden or specific. And in fact, most people would know Mending the Broken is a newer organization that offers therapy and other mental health services to the residents of Paintown. And Dr. Selma Perrin happens to be one of the therapists that is employed at Mending the Broken.
3: I didn't mean that way. I'm like, for me. Oh.
0: Personally, to Corey, no. This name doesn't ring a bell, and, nor do you remember a connection. But you heard of the name in just general passing before. Okay, so you put it in privately. So, Dawes is as nicely as she can. She is playing along with Martha Ellis as she's turning the pages of her book. Going through all this. And Friedrich you and along with the rest of the gang come to the conclusion at this point sammy has brought in the coffee and martha is drinking it she's sobering it up a little bit but she you get the feeling that you're not gonna get anything else out of her at the moment
2: martha i, I first i want to apologize if we interrupted you in any way but uh, i do appreciate the time for giving us this, this statement and just uh, just for the sake of it, uh, last night I was here. You you may actually talk, I talked a little bit. I'm uh, Sergeant Krupp, Friedrich Krupp. I stepped outside a little bit last night to get some fresh air, and I saw you talking to one, uh, one of the patrons who was going through a little bit of the emotions. Right. But anyways, uh, we'll get out of your hair, let you get ready for tonight, and... If anything comes up, you remember anything? Just please feel free to to call this number. This is my personal number, so you don't have to go through operators or dispatch. If you if something comes up and you need to talk to me right away, call that number, and I'll be the next voice that you hear.
0: Martha just smiles with a cute face like yours, of course, and she fumbly takes your card and kind of tucks it in between her bosoms and just continues on, well, oh, I also have something for you. And again, she barely can use her motor skills at this point, but from her kind of pocket, she pulls out a couple of tickets. If you're free tonight, come to the show. It's going to be such a lovely time.
2: You know, normally I would say I more than likely wouldn't be able to because of the case that I'm working on, but I would definitely try to be here.
0: I appreciate it. And she kind of just pats you on the cheek before <sighs> laying back on the couch and just giggling, laughing. Sammy gives you the silent nod that you should probably get going and politely escorts you out of the dressing room as he gets Martha to her feet as we're uh,
2: leaving the room i just pull sammy aside and i just whisper to him make sure she doesn't get anything else to drink tonight can you do that for me sammy
0: i can most certainly try but miss ellis has a way so i will do my best and that's all i can promise my shuddy
3: i'm
0: sorry (laughs) yes she was
2: when he says that he'll, uh, he'll try, uh, I just look back over at Martha, and if she starts giving a bit of an attitude, tell her that that handsome cop that came and saw her today—that if she takes another drink tonight, he will not be here.
0: Sammy just smiles and chuckles. We'll do so. I do hope you do come tonight. It's going to be one of Martha's finest shows. But, uh, yeah, I do need to get her started with warm-up. But feel free to see yourselves out, and I hope that we see you tonight. As he goes back into the dressing room and starts trying to get Martha together as best as you can. So, you guys walk back into the main part of the washboard. Where at this point, Quinn comes in and says... I think he found something. You guys are going to want to take a look at this. So he sets up his laptop. And all of you guys are at a table. So once again. That. The security footage from across the street at the bank. While the distance isn't necessarily the best. And the close-up is not necessarily very good. You do see. You do see Darnell outside you also see Cyrus the bouncer and Martha as well but what you fail to see in this case or according to the story is that the hooded figure is not there talking to Darnell in fact Darnell is talking to Martha as he collapses to the floor And a few seconds later, the video continues to play. You see your familiar hooded figure, John Nowak. He runs up, he checks Darnell, and he just looks at Martha, and you faintly see him moving his hands in some sort of way, before you just see Martha freak out and start screaming before Cyrus gets between her And John just quickly gets up and just books it across the street, outside of the video frame.
1: Would I recognize the hand
0: signals? You know what, given your history? Yes. So, Mac, you would know this particularly because a lot of the training that you have as a construction worker is mostly for building projects, but they also have you do sensitivity training as most corporations do. Some of them good, some of them bad, but there was one in particular that you found interesting to learn the effective forms of communication, and you notice that the signs, the hand signs, that John was using in the video is what people who use ASL to communicate with people, so that is sign language that he was doing in the video. Okay, alright.
1: So that so I, I wouldn't know what he was saying, but I at least know that.
0: It's it sign language, language. yes. Okay.
2: That being said, would have uh, made Quinn, and Doss have picked up on that because a lot of uh, a lot of police officers uh, try to teach at least a portion of their units to learn sign language.
0: Yeah. While for you, Friedrich, you, all of you, don't necessarily understand completely, but you guys have the basics of sign language. Hello goodbye, like the basic phrases, like when anybody learns any foreign language, you start out with the basics before getting into the complicated stuff, but you could tell that what John was using in the video is a sign language, but yeah. So Quinn looks at all of you and says, that's as much as I was able to pull up, though there's a lot more questions now than there are answers, but... I do believe we have one more place to go and turns to you, Mac. We still need to visit that welding and fabrication factory from the stuff that we got from the funeral home. you got to repeat that, bro. We can barely hear you. (laughs) Ah, The
3: the one I've seen.
0: Okay. so yeah, so Friedrich and Corey hands you the card that he picked up in the dressing room and the card also says Mending the Broken which is an organization for therapy and mental health with the name and phone number of a Dr. Selma Perrin so you are aware of this and then I'm assuming you share this with everybody else including Max so all of you guys see this card Mending the Broken, Dr. Selma Perrin and a phone number attached to it
2: I will certainly inform everybody else.
0: Cool, cool. So everyone is informed. So yeah, Friedrich, you now have the card.
2: I also want to ask Quinn, because I forgot to ask him this in this last session. When he was uh, trying to find out, I wanted to ask Quinn if there was a uh, an address, a, a current address
0: for him. For John Novak? Yes so when quinn gave you the full description when he looked into the reports when you guys were at the bancroft penthouse investigating that particular death his recent address is one that is located in the industrial part of Paintown though it is not a typical like regular housing address it is the address of it's like a commercial address, and that address is for the Harrington Welding and Fabrication Factory. Okay, that simplifies it.
2: I turn towards uh, Corey. Mr. O'Reilly, I'm afraid we're running low on places to go.
3: So, we could build more information. going to cost you a pretty penny.
2: I don't want to sound like a douche, but I didn't catch most of that. I, I did catch uh pretty <laughs> penny.
0: What? You should be more information about this problem. Okay, I got that. So, so Friedrich, essentially what Corey tells you is that, yes, the factory would probably be a good place. But if you want more info on that, Corey is good for certain things. But when it comes to factories and that matter, Mac would probably be the better person. Ask
2: but the reason I was talking to Mr. O'Reilly in particular is because I can clearly see how he feels about going after this culprit. And when he found out that we're going after a
3: banshee, he's just like, Nope, oh, but more right, when gets about this and to say it's hard to keep that you, you, you. <laughs> banshees.
0: Am I right, peeps? But <laughs> so you guys have one more spot to take a look at should you choose to go that route and that is the welding and fabrication factory so I, that... I
1: do want us to mm-hmm.
2: start making our way there but before we're before we left the building i want to talk to to max and just mac what can you what can you tell me about
1: factory that we're going to do i know about this place or
0: yeah so this is easy for You've heard of the name Harrington Welding and Fabrication before because given your profession as a construction worker you're usually aware of all the different factories and businesses and things like that when it comes to the job that you're aware of that Harrington Welding and Fabrication is it's just as the name suggests it's welding and fabrication you know that they're mostly responsible for welding and fabrication.
1: <laughs> well, I look at Friedrich and go, Of course, anything for you, pretty boy. And then I start listing off what they have. I'm like, it's just an average welding fab shop. It's nothing fancy. nothing. So,
2: nothing that I really need to take note of this place? Just hmm. another factory?
1: Yeah, chances are going to smell a lot like electricity and uh, motor oil. So, the way they all do.
2: <laughs> yeah, they all do. All right. So if everybody is ready, I guess we, uh, I guess we better start heading out, yeah.
1: Can we have Officer Daz drive again? Cause it was a lot more fun. Not, not.
2: Yes, Daz can drive this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just see, even before you finish the sentence, <laughs> Friedrich, you all of a sudden you just see Officer Daz already in her sunglasses and like driver's gloves. She's, I'm ready for Need for Speed Part Two. She's give me the keys, pretty boy, I'll get this there as quick as we can.
2: Is is that gonna be Friedrich's new nickname now? It's just pretty boy.
1: There's no way we're gonna call you that pretty boy. Although Pretty Boy Crump's got hell of a name to it. Hell of a ring. (laughs) We should make t shirts.
2: (laughs) Mikey's let me
1: write that
0: down.
2: Oh god. Oh I love this I love this playthrough.
0: (laughs) But yes. So go ahead.
2: Uh, I was just going to say, as everybody's settling down in the SUV, I want to pull up what kind of record Mr. Nowak has.
0: Okay. So I will say that you are looking this up as you are, as Officer Dawes is needing for speeding. So you don't really find much outside of what Quinn already gave you, Friedrich. Does he have a rap sheet? Oh yeah, he definitely has a rap sheet. Like I mentioned last session with Officer Quinn, because John has ties or whether they're current or past to the Aryan Brotherhood, on his rap sheet there's a couple of b and Disturbing the Peace and then a couple of charges of basically a rap sheet that doesn't look pretty he was the cause of a couple of riots some people got hurt but the Uh, most
2: to shorten it down i'm mainly looking for violent offenses armed robbery attempted unaliving (laughs) Um, (laughs) basically anything major
0: no not really And with this medium, we can say the words murder, manslaughter, all that stuff. But there were a couple of aggravated assaults and things like that, but nothing where he ended up taking someone else's life, whether it was murder, manslaughter, anything you name it. It was mostly just assault and battery. Uh, Assaults, uh, BNA. Okay. And so that was prior. His last aggravated assault landed him in jail for a little bit. But upon his release, which was about a year or two ago, there has been no new items to his rap sheet.
2: So for the past two years, he's kept his nose pretty clean? Yes. Okay.
1: Does it say anything in there about him being deaf?
2: I don't know. Do I find anything about that in the database?
0: No. That particular information wouldn't necessarily be a part of people's files. Because that would fall under more medical stuff. But other than the rap sheet and his address and all that, there's nothing really you could tell if he's deaf or not.
1: Yeah, I was just curious because of the
0: ASL. Who
2: knows, maybe at some point, either maybe a family member or somebody was deaf, so we had to learn it. So we don't know. So anyways, DOS is needing for speeding, yes?
0: Yes, so you were doing all that while she was needing for speeding, and you guys make your way to the... welding and fabrication factory so driving outside of the city center and down this particular part of the industrial zone always has a sobering effect for you all for on the other side of the track so to speak where you guys currently reside people dream of money and fame while on this side in the industrial zone the people labor day and night just to make ends meet Harrington Welding and Fabrication is just this kind of place. A greasy workshop where the sounds of buzzsaws and machinery is loud enough to keep conversations private. But the local eyes follow you everywhere you go. So as you pull up to this factory, you can hear the sounds of the buzzsaws and the machinery coming from the shop. And there's not too many people out on the streets. But as three police officers, a construction worker in a flannel and... A former mobster with a cane pull up. A couple of people are just quietly talking to the group that people that they're with, kind of like in a hushed tone, pointing, just looking, but also continuing to walk as they're just observing it. So as you guys enter the factory, you guys see the machinery, people working. And then standing in front of you is a very stout-looking man, dressed up in your typical kind of, like, machine shop get-up. His stains of grease and oil and all kinds of stuff tatter his jumpsuit. And dirty and
2: coveralls, mainly.
0: Yeah, dirty overalls, that kind of stuff. Splotches of grease and oil kind of... Splotched on his face as he stands there with a clipboard, yelling to people to make sure things get done. And then he turns to you guys and says, what can I help you with?
3: Yeah, looking for someone.
0: Oh, and who might you be
3: looking for? Mr. Friedrich, if if you may go.
2: Looking for uh, Mr. uh, John Novak. I understand he's an employee here.
0: At the mention of John's name, this foreman kind of... posture gets a little more... He stands more up straight. He crosses his arms a little bit to close off his body language. And looks at you, Friedrich, more sternly. And says, And what might you want from... If you don't mind me asking.
2: In an office, somewhere a little more quiet.
0: Most certainly, if that is what you By wish. the way, I,
2: did, I, didn't get, uh, I didn't
3: catch your name.
0: The name is Miles McFarlane, foreman here at Harrington Welding and Fabrication at your service.
3: I don't guess he has any ties to the mafia. Nope. Yeah, that's right.
0: So, Miles leads you guys up to his office, closes the door, sits at his desk...
2: Now I'm then, sorry, I didn't catch it. Miles McWhat?
0: McFarland. Okay. Now then, what would police officer, a construction worker, and a more dapper-looking fellow want with John?
2: I'm gonna be upfront with you because, being a foreman, you like it when people are upfront. I've worked with enough of them. We are. Uh, we're investigating a murder that have, uh, that was reported to us this morning.
0: Miles just looks down at his desk. And I'm assuming you think John is responsible for this.
3: No, but he I'm is not a key anything. witness. I don't believe he did it. I'm what right about it.
0: And what about you, Mr. Officer? What do you make of it? Do you think he's guilty or innocent?
2: I can't answer that. I know nothing about Mr. Nowak personally, so I can't say anything in judge of character. All I do know is that he is a witness in the, the murder that was reported this morning. As well, he is also a key witness to another incident somewhere else in the city. Now ask again. Is Mr. Novak here?
0: Maybe he isn't. I can't really say.
2: You do I, know I, that I, at the I, moment you're hampering a police investigation. You
1: can go to jail for that,
0: Mack. You were saying something. Did I try to intimidate him into saying something? You well, almost,
1: almost blowing up in his
2: face. He's just coming in out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> okay, so definitely, I am going to have you. You're going to conv- you're going to roll convince for me. So, you are going to try to convince since you're intimidating, you're going to convince the good old foreman to pony up the information. So, what tags are you using? Barrel
1: instincts. Mm-hmm. Grow natural weapons cuz I'm going to say they're going things are going to get a little more apparent. Unbridled ferocity. I was going to use something else, but I can't. I'm intimidating, so it doesn't work with charming and likable
0: there. Yeah, you're intimidating. You're not charming him, but those three will definitely work. And I would like to use seeing red, too, as a... Oh, you're going to invoke the weakness? Let's go. Mm -hmm. Okay, so three minus one is plus two. All right.
1: And while uh,
2: Friedrich is also basically threatening him with jail time, is there any, like, assist that
3: he can do in this? I believe that's a plus one. Yeah, so... Cop, really it, bad cop, is that how we're doing it? Good cop. Can, can I add another plus that's one? That's more like more? bad cop, worse cop.
0: Both <laughs> yeah, of okay. you are going to add a plus one here? What the heck?
3: Can, yeah, I'm going to add a plus one from way of the trade.
0: Oh my goodness, you guys. It, okay, it,
3: so yeah. It, it works in this situation. It, it does,
0: so I'm going to let both of you do that. So that's another plus two, so you have plus five. Okay.
2: Is it just Mac rolling, or... Two of just us, roll.
0: Just Mac. 16. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that will fucking do it. a <laughs> success right there. All these Damn.
1: So, <laughs> Mac leans in and gets real close to this guy and it's just One time. One time. The fuck is John Novak here or not here?
3: Oh, shit.
2: And so while he's doing this, I'm just... Staring at him, uh staring at Mr. McFarland, and I'm just tapping on the desk.
3: I'm just watching, just like you should just tell him, man. It's you know, like please for the love of all things, please tell him.
0: Oh my, damn! We went. This Sarah nunos is starting to come out. Yes, we're here for it. I loved it, and McFarland is shitting bricks at this point.
1: Mind you so- again, six foot seven and well, six foot nine if you count the two inches of uh, antler that's growing out of his head.
0: Oh yeah, How the are antlers are now they're now more protruding and you're starting to look more and more serenunos Nuno's like.
1: <laughs> the beanie isn't holding them back as well as they used to. Mm. So
2: I mean, Krupp's about to start barking.
0: Jeez Louise.
2: By yeah, the way, enough people saying, Why do you need to know if he's here? Or he's getting
0: aggravated. Jeez Louise. By the way, this episode is going to be called Pretty Boy Krupp. That's what we're calling it now. (laughs) Anyways, back to this. So, with you two assisting back, that kind of air of confidence that Miles had completely disappears. And now he gets more worried. He pushes back in his seat a little bit to get a little bit of distance. All right, all right. There's no need to threaten violence. I just want to make sure that... John isn't on... You aren't on a manhunt for him. Poor I'm kid not- has already had enough happen in his life. I'm trying to keep him safe is all.
3: I, I understand. We all must protect people who we consider family.
2: I understand Foreman wanting to protect one of his workers. But believe me... Yes. this was a manhunt there would be
3: more officers yeah. and a lot more guts. Or you'd be dead by now. Most likely dead. Not how I felt. Damn. Oh, not how you felt. I'm part of this group. There is... I have, I have connections and not a lot of them are good, as I've said.
0: As you two are having this conversation, you look over at Mac, and because you guys can see beyond the mist, Mac is... He grew taller maybe a little bit and there's now antlers and more hair slash fur covering his body than before.
3: Yeah, we're gonna have to slow that down later.
0: So, as Miles just takes a deep breath, alright, here's what I can tell you. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. John has, uh, He's done some messed up things in his past. I'm sure you're already aware, Mr. Officer, but he used to be part of the Aryan Brotherhood. Now, of course, tattoos are not cheap to remove, and working at this factory doesn't offer him that much, but I hired him two years ago after he was looking for work, and I can attest that, as far as on the work-related front, He is a exemplary worker and he keeps his nose to the ground, does his job, goes and leaves, hasn't given me any trouble. It was a bit of a shock when I hired him because it required me to learn sign language. And that was a challenge because not only is John deaf, but he is also mute, so he doesn't speak at all. So the only way that I can communicate with him is through sign language or if through drawings and art he seems to be able to communicate that way and John is a bit of a loner his parents died years ago and, and at least from what I can understand he doesn't have any known relatives in the city so it's just him
2: I know that feeling trust me
0: and he takes a deep breath I understand that due process needs to be followed, but John's a stand-up guy, at least from what I can tell. And everyone here at the factory will attest to that. And I still think those assault and battery charges were bullshit anyways. As my co-workers who were there that night said that all John did was trying to defend one of the co-workers from being swindled out of some money, which ended in a bar fight and unfortunately, John ended up being sued, which he settled with serving some jail time in order to protect my factory and for no one else to be involved in what happened.
2: Do I remember? Was I around for
0: that case? Nope. Okay. And Miles is just like, it was two years ago. It slips my mind. And in fact, I tend to not visit the past as often because you just have to live in the moment. But... That's beside the point, I haven't seen John or heard from him since a little less than 24 hours ago. Last time I saw him was during the early afternoon yesterday. He went to go take his usual lunch break, but I haven't seen or heard him ever since. Though there was something peculiar before he left for lunch. He was looking at some sort of flyer. And he looked sad while he was staring at it. In fact, I still have it because John left it on the table before he left. And he pulls out from his drawer the flyer. And on this flyer is an advertisement for the washboard for the concert that is happening tonight with Martha Ellis. i
3: with you guys for a bit tonight. I set up my own plans. Like everything,
2: uh, I, I say this kind of to myself seems like everything focused around this one broad.
3: We all know what fan- pan-
2: oh. You haven't seen him since late yesterday evening?
0: No, I haven't seen or heard from him.
2: Uh, do, you, do you know where he lives? Working for you, you must have some sort of uh, residential record for him.
0: Well... about that. Alright, now be honest
2: with me. Do you pay him via paycheck, or do you pay him under the table?
0: under the table so Uh,
2: that doesn't make this job any easier but I do appreciate that honestly
0: I do know one thing though John tends to squat at some abandoned silo not too far from here I would recommend you check in there to see if you could find him but just be cautious remember deaf and mute he can't communicate normally and he can't hear so he is going to be a little and if you go in full force, so just proceed with caution. Nice. I'll
2: keep that in mind. Thank you. First, I want to uh, apologize for getting a little, I guess you can say, getting a little rough with you, but as, I know you're trying to protect him, but you also gotta remember, we're trying to solve a murder. Someone has lost their life. So I want to apologize for being so rough. But I also want to thank you for your information and your honesty. And if you have uh, any questions, or if you think of anything that might have happened, and I reach into my pocket and I hand him another card, I want you to call this number. Don't hesitate to call.
0: Miles just tucks it into his overalls and says, If I hear anything, or if I see John before you do, I will give you a call. And an apology accepted.
1: And... He reaches into uh, Friedrich's pocket and hands him one of Friedrich's cards.
0: It's <laughs> just like, here's my card. In case you need to call anybody. Just in case. I'll just talk to him. You just, you just give him two? Oh my goodness, I love that. But yeah, so Miles walks you out of his office and walks you out of the factory before going back in and resuming his business. Before he leaves, he gives you the general directions of where this abandoned kind of... Factory is where John squats. Okay.
2: About what time is it right now?
0: I will say it's about early evening. So at this point, it's probably about five, six p.m.
3: I say we find him. He most uh, likely will come back to her, and if he does, let's see who actually does who actually does the killing. As Esquire as slowly pulls out a pistol.
2: Well, I want to check the the card that we had that I've got that has that's talking about the venue at the at the club to see if if it has what time the show is
0: so you do have the flyer that miles gave you which is the date of tonight and the show says doors open at 8pm show begins at 9
2: okay so we have about what would you say about
3: three hours three and a half hours
0: three three and a half hours i can at least
3: buy one more hour okay i don't i know the person who owns the place
1: I see you looking at that, that uh, flyer and that those tickets quite longingly, there, Mr. Krupp. Yeah. You're getting a little bit excited for your day tonight. I just
2: want to get this case over with so we can go back to some sort of abnormality.
3: Yes, Sorry. and we can all talk. That's and we can question. all meet up at the potluck.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh,
3: yes. We are doing that once we hit the
0: interlude. Trust me, I got plans for that, but yes.
2: That's about how long do you think it will take us to get there? To, to that abandoned site.
0: Well, given the fact that if John is squatting, probably it would have to be somewhere close by where he can walk to the factory and then walk back so he could still be on time, so with Miles' help in giving you the general direction, it's only five, ten minutes away from here. <laughs> okay. that's not too far.
2: Okay, key question. May Das, and Quinn only know basic basic sign language, so we would probably be able to Communicate up to the point to where, if we really need to talk to him, we can get it to the point where we can have him writing it down.
3: Okay, let's go. Let's go find our man.
2: And probably as for getting his attention and standard equipment, we got high-powered lights, flashlights, so we'd probably be able to flash that for, so to get his attention. All right, so let's so let's not waste any time. Let's try to find this man. Okay. So I get Cerberus out of the truck and we start heading to the.
0: OK, so on foot, you guys follow Cerberus and he sure enough leads you to this abandoned. So when I say silo, it's more of not like the typical silo that you're used to. It is a small abandoned building in, sil- in a cylindrical shape and the windows are broken. There's weeds growing out of it uh, on the ground around the premises. The grass is a sickly yellowish green color, like it hasn't been watered or properly seeded in a very long time. And the smell is just awful as it is a mixture of what seems to be remnants of alcohol bottles. Human deprecation. Yes, thank you. Welcome. It It is not the best place. And, as you look at this, either the windows are broken or boarded up, and the door is there is no door it's just an open frame as the door has rotted away, and you can see pieces of it laying in front and behind the entryway
2: if we're saying if we're really quiet, can we hear if like anybody is moving around on in the inside of the silo?
0: make me a in I would say make me... Make me an investigate. Okay. I do want to
2: uh, see if I can use... Again, seen it before. Because there would be times where we'd have to move into a building quietly. And mainly use our ears to see if that makes any sense. To listen if anybody's trying to scurry around us. Trying to scurry past us. to Listen to people. If they might be uh, on the next floor or and a crawl in the, the attic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say that would count.
2: Okay. Oh, I want to use a weakness tag because I think it sounds cool, but I don't know if I should.
0: It if it's to you. Whether
2: you... think When you think about it, we are hunting someone, yeah. so I want to use the weakness tag Thrill of the Kill
0: okay I will invoke it okay. so I'm gonna warn you so this cancels out so you're just gonna roll the 2d6 evenly and if you do not roll very well, there are gonna be very bad consequences. I'm just letting you know.
3: I'm gonna have to keep I'm gonna have to keep that
0: dog in check. Oh no. you know what for the sake of the story
2: to see where this goes, I'm gonna do it
0: okay just flat 2d6 because it cancels out let's see what happens
2: okay that is let's see straight roll so that would be seven
0: okay a little, bit, a little bit so a soft success with some complications okay so you are sending Cerberus in correct Friedrich?
2: no the general idea was is while we're on the outside before we make entry we're just trying to listen to see if we can hear if anybody's moving around on
0: me okay so with that seven yes you do hear someone walking up on the second floor yes you can hear just the regular rate of footsteps as someone is walking until you hear those footsteps begin to quicken the pace and they start to get further and further away and as you are trying to figure out why they're getting further and further away, from the other side of the building, you hear a loud thud hit the floor, and you just hear the crunching of boots on this, like, gravelly, grassy plain begin to run. Are you right here? Talking about a- Corey, I want to slow this man down. You're going to have to go to the other side of the building first cuz this is coming uh, from the other side.
3: I have super strength and I have a very good throwing arm. Okay, you can
0: definitely cha- All right, I'm going to have you change the
3: game here. So, Okay, what- okay. Tags which I'll be using for this will be Tavern Brawler mixed with Embarrassing prize Fighting, Shape Change, and Super Strength. And I'll take, and I'm going to use the weakness tag. It's heavy.
0: Okay, so that gives you a plus two. So let's see what happens.
3: Yeah, I could have the plus three, but it's more fun. Let's see. Right, I don't got the, I don't have the die. I need the dice. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry, uh-huh. I didn't
3: mean to cut you off. Oh, oh no, go ahead.
2: While he's doing that, while we're watching Mr. O'Reilly get ready to do his thing, me, crop and. Ben, whenever we're attempting to make entry in some place, we're also fairly prepared to to run, whether something goes wrong or we have a runner. So Mm -hmm. I want the four of us, me, Quinn, Das, and Cerberus, to basically just be getting prepared to chase after this guy if things go awry.
0: I will say um. you can prepare for it. However, because mechanically you had a soft success with complications, that complication is going to be it's going to take you a little bit longer since you weren't necessarily ready for him to run right away. So it's going to take a little bit. So let's resolve what happens here first. So what Corey, what you get? OK, Woo. Mm-hmm. very
3: nice. Uh, so describe to me what you do. I hear this? I'm like, OK, we messed up. I, as I turned the cane into the boomerang, throw it with all my strength like Sokka and try just to knock him on his feet. I'm not doing any major harm to this man. I'm just trying to make sure to slow him down so the rest of the guys can catch up to him.
0: Okay, so... Why did you shape-change the... <laughs> doctors?
3: I, I shape-changed the cane into uh-huh. a boomerang. Okay. Because it is a tool.
0: Okay, so yeah, so you throw it, like Sokka boomerang it, and as John is running, the boomerang kind of catches his right leg, and as he puts it on the ground to step and run, the boomerang with the momentum follows the leg and kind of causes him to trip, where he begins to roll on the ground. So, for right now, you have momentarily stopped him, so...
3: What do you do?
1: Sorry. Mac just takes off.
3: I'm also taking off. I need to get my I need to get my main artifact back.
0: Okay, so Friedrich, at this point, you, Dawes, Quinn, and Cerberus are behind Cory, who is behind Mac. You are now you're still in control, but control light. Control light. One step closer to the edge and you are about
3: to break. Shout out Lincoln Park. <laughs> I, I used the weakness tag it's heavy. That yep. was the one which I used. I'm confirming I want to make sure I put my attention in the right places.
0: No, of course. Oh yeah, so Mac, you're the first one to arrive at Novak. What do you say do? Like, how'd this go?
1: I say nothing because I remember being told he's deaf. So I just hold him in place. Teeth bared but holding him in place.
0: Are you I'm foaming not. at the mouth? <laughs> right. Not yet. Not. Okay. So you're just holding them there. Novak is struggling a tiny bit to get your hand off of him. But he's also terrified of what he's seen too. So you just see that fear in his eyes. And as... Does, the, does it look like... He- knows? I'm about to get to that. So as he is struggling to get underneath from Mac you just see that fight-or-flight response begin to intensify and he John on the ground you start all of you including the rest of you who are just coming up you start to see this shadowy figure emerge from John and emerge and stand behind him as he's freaking out so to answer your question Corey, yes he could see Serenunos But more importantly, all of you see this dark, shadowy figure take the form of a dark cloak, ghost like figure whose face is hidden behind the hood. And you just see like chains wrapped around its body and its hands as it just floats there as John is trying to
3: struggle. I'm gonna do something dumb. Oh no. Cory, if if this is a banshee, this is, this will prove to me this will either break or make this. Cory's gonna see the figure. In the name of the Celtic laws, I am Dagda. You are one of my people. You cannot hurt him. This is the figure, I wanna see what happens. Nothing happens. Uh someone's gonna calm that man down! And hurry up! I'm not good at that thing! As we're rushing to get up there, I hear that,
2: and I just look over at Das because I have no idea what to do. She knows way more about this than I do.
0: She's even stumped, and as this is all going down, the ghost just gently lowers itself. Close to you, Mac. It holds out one of its hands. And with its long spindly pointer and middle finger, kind of touch your forehead and says, you can just hear in your mind. Son of Serenunos, would you like me to tell you your future?
1: Max stops for us. Like, he, he that doesn't let go, but he just looks up and goes, I don't take this the wrong way. Is that a trick question? He says it out loud.
3: Only if you wish. Can you ask what it is
0: real quick? As you are, as the rest of you are slowly coming up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm grabbing the boomerang and turning it back into the cane.
0: No,
1: I don't know what you're going to tell me anything about in the future. The winning lottery numbers for next week would be good, though, if those don't count as my future. I don't like deals. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Guys. and hey lady.
3: Ask uh-huh. it what it is.
1: What are you? This random still, voice in my head told me to ask.
0: You you can hear Cory You can hear Corey. Like they're all walking up slowly okay, now. want to make sure. But this was Cory saying it. So the still h- touching your forehead, this ghostly figure with the chains wrapped around itself and its wrist says, "I go by many names, but you might be familiar with this one. I am what you call." The ghost of Christmas yet to come.
1: So I was gonna go with that Marley was dead to begin with, but I guess that's a whole nother thing here. What is okay. it? I is this wait? In that case, I do want to know what my future is.
0: Are you sure? I just need to make sure that what happens next that you are somewhat prepared for what you're about to see.
1: I got nothing better to lose. I want to see it. Why not? I want to see it.
0: Ah. Mac, what do you want to see?
1: <laughs> I want to see my fucking future is what I want to see.
3: Why do so I... you do that? Nothing ever ha- good happens when you see yourself, future selves. Have you watched any TV?
0: So at that moment, the ghost of Christmas yet to come just slowly presses on your forehead so you start to feel a little bit more pressure and you feel a warmth wash over you, Mac. And as you feel this warmth, you opened your eyes and you find yourself in a foggy kind of vision. It's if you were to open your eyes underwater, So like that filter of light, a little blurriness, you could still make out some stuff, but it's not too clear. But you find yourself in an abandoned warehouse And you see, as you're standing in this, you see a bunch of individuals running past you, running and screaming. And as you run further into this warehouse, that there is a kind of, think of it as like an abandoned pool. So it's like below ground. And inside of this, you see a battered and bruised female figure one that you know all too well who happens to be your girlfriend just battered and bruised and she is looking at what seems to be this hulking monstrosity of a beast you can't hear what she's saying but you can see that with cuts and bruises and She's one hand holding on to her stomach that has a little bit of blood coming from it. She reaches her hand out towards this beast. And as you take a look at this beast, you recognize it as a fully formed Serenunos. Fully hulked out, fully beast out. Just saliva dripping from its mouth. Eyes pitch black as it's itching closer and closer and before your girlfriend and Sarah Nunes make contact you come back to the current present reality the ghost of Chris is yet to come he takes his fingers off and just f- slowly floats back towards John fuck what did I say I don't need your sass old man I don't need it not no not no
3: Hey, you're the one who made the comment. I just gave my own input.
0: But, yeah, so, Mac, you're the only one who saw it, so just keep that in mind. Yep. So, at this point, John just slightly taps you back and begins signing something to you.
3: Uh, I I put up one finger, and I'm like, Frederick, translate. Somewhat, please.
0: Somewhat, so, um, before you s- get even the chance, Friedrich, John n- looks over at you, Corey, as you're saying this, nods, and then begins with his free hand, begins drawing in the dirt.
3: I'm going to give him a stick so it's it, he can write better. Well, technically, he's still pinned to
0: the ground. I don't so. think he's
3: going to run. I think he can get off and Mac.
0: All right. Okay. I release him. Okay, so you release him, give him the stick, and he begins to with the stick, right out, who are you?
3: I write back, friends. As he asks for the stick back, and then, that is, he shows he, he can change it into different shapes, and then gives the stick back. That, basically, Ah, th- thank you, my friend. Mm-hmm. We're not here to arrest you. She is looking for the one who you keep on trying to INTERCEPT I BELIEVE IS THE RIGHT TERM?
0: So John just nods and writes in the dirt,
3: What do you need to know? Is the reason why you're always there... Because you're after... Do you have the flyer, Frederick?
2: I pull out the... pull the flyer that I have in my pocket. And as I'm handing it to him... You said he can read lips? Yes. Okay. Yes,
3: you can read lips.
2: Um, I, I just want to ask him. Uh, three people were found dead. And you seem to have been at some location of all three. Why were you there?
0: Okay, so for the sake of brevity, you guys have this conversation with the back and forth of John writing out with the stick and all this, but this is essentially what he gives you. So he has been trying to get in contact with Martha. He first became aware of her when he saw a flyer a couple weeks ago of her concert, which is obviously tonight. And as he was as he grabbed the flyer to take a closer look at it, he had a flash of her future given because of the mythos of the Ghosts of Christmas yet to come. As he communicates this, he lets you guys know that the the exact details, or specifically what happens to Martha, is vague. As Matt can attest, he was shown, like, a little still of what could possibly happen, but distance... But, like, details and things like that are not certain. But he's vague about it for that. But he pulls out a newspaper page from his pocket and kind of showing a clip of the newspaper that he had where it shows Martha Ellis's picture and the headline titled Above It, Murderer. That's true, correct? So he nods his head and he continues. He tells all of you that sensing the impending deaths Of those three individuals, based on the visions that he got, John has been at every place trying to reach Martha and to talk to her at each of the crime scenes, but every time he arrived, he was already too late. So he needed to get closer to her to intervene in time, but he was always too late, either because of just poor timing or just different things that got in the way of him reaching them in time and because of it this has been forcing him within the recent days to keep a kind of lay low and to keep his distance and keep a low profile as he's trying to continue to fi- watch Martha and figure out what's going on
3: who's the next like person
0: Noak holds so John holds out the flyer for the concert that's happening tonight. And gives you the information that he's not sure. But he says all those people who are going tonight are in danger.
2: So she just picks and chooses
0: who she wants to murder? John just basically communicates he's not for certain. And John says that he's been trying to get to her to help her as... Let's. We have
3: two versions here. So sorry if I interrupted you, Mikey. No,
0: that's okay. I was finished with what
3: I was saying. She is a banshee. Confirmed. I was right, I told you all. And you can say But this she could have the powers of one. Where she can activate it at random but she has the normal powers of the Banshee with the whole I only kill, I only bring death to you when it's your time to come. Or she's cutting people's clocks early for some reason. I don't know which one it is, but those are the two options we have. If that makes you guys feel better.
1: No, it really doesn't.
3: Okay,
2: so... He doesn't really know if she picks and chooses at random, or... If she targets someone...
3: Or if it's just their time.
2: Okay. I just kind of motion to, to John to just stay here. And, uh, I, I motion to him to just say, stay here. And in sign language, I tell him, let me talk to my friends. And I want to pull the, I want to pull our crew together real quick.
0: Okay. So he nods. John just sits there with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. He's just chilling next Three rounds or putting it into her. One of us is going to go to I- death
2: path. I have a very crazy idea I don't, oh, don't like cra- I don't what like crazy ideas.
1: I like crazy ideas. I want to hear it
2: like crazy ideas are kind of fifty fifty but last night, I was at the washboard. I stepped outside i talked I saw Martha talking to Mr. Fox okay she her, she showed some interest in me and so in her, t- when we was talking with her again. She showed interest in me.
1: That's right, you pretty motherfucker.
2: Do that show. I'm not gonna have my uniform on. I'm just gonna go there just as a patron. And you guys, I'm trusting you guys to have my back in this. Because maybe she had already targeted
3: me. Do you want us to come in with you, or should I tell my friend to get us in through the back entrance?
2: I look over at Dawson Quinn, because if I remember correctly, Martha saw saw me with them as she was heading out. So she would probably be, I guess you can say, somewhat put off guard. It if it's just the three of us going back night on the town, to the patrons, and the rest of you guys try to sneak in through the back.
3: Oh no, we don't have to sneak in. We got we get. We don't have I to speak. I
2: say as just a uh, generic yeah. term. You, you guys I, make your
3: way into the back. I do have to cancel what I've done in the background, though. But... I'm sorry I don't trust you guys that much. I kind of used a... One of my favorites to make sure she... To keep an eye on her. Yes, but... does she try? and if another death happened with her nearby... Let's just say accidents happen.
0: Doss looks at you, Corey, and says, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. No. We are not going to kill Martha. We need to bring her in. As as police officers, we cannot let her. We cannot just straight up kill her,
3: Corey. That's why I'm I'm counseling it. But... This is also part of my call because it deals with my part of the mist. And this it... <laughs> is something which I must take responsibility for. This is not from. I'm not being. I'm, I'm sorry if the sun's racist. This isn't from your mythology or anything. This is mine. This is my personal ground. That yeah, means fine. this is my fault if this <laughs> was happening. Not yours being one of the oldest people here in the city, it would have been my fault. So, Thank this
0: is
2: out of character. I really say something.
0: <laughs> so, Corey, it's funny that you mentioned responsibility and that it's not Officer Dawes's, well, not necessary place, but it's not her responsibility. At this point, her eyes once again glow that orange hue that Friedrich and the rest of you at some point have seen. They go into a Hindu mandala shape in both of them. This time, however, you just see... Because she's shown partial that she has this kind of aura where she's able to manifest a shield or some sort of armor around her using the orange's hue. But you just see behind her a full... 10 foot figure begin to construct itself behind her kind of forming a large humanoid shape it is male it is it's still orange's hue but there's lot different shades to fill out the pattern there is a kind of robe draped around its shoulder in a nice i don't want to say hindi pattern because that's slightly racist but You know what I'm saying, like the dyes and fabrics that you usually see in most clothing from India and that kind of region of the world. And you just see it have six arms begin to form and coalesce behind it with those holding the kind of like a rod in its hands and also a book in another. So without rolling for it, you notice that this figure in Hindi mythology is known as Gramadevata, which is basically the guardian spirit that protects those in India and of the Hindu mythology. And she just looks at you, I believe it is. And she looks at you, Corey, and says, I do believe it is also my responsibility to protect those in pain town, as it- has been my mission for many generations in my family.
3: It is. I will not argue that. The argument is... This is... Let me put it this way. If... Let's say Kali... Was killing everyone... Would you... I... Would not feel that I... Did not stop it. If I... But if I was... Say... I'm trying to remember the i sorry. But if I had an India gotten in me, I would, it would be- I feel like it would be my fault for not stopping it already. Especially with my background. This is a mistake of mine. I've let myself grow soft. And a lot of innocent people have died now. Depending on how this goes. The, that is why I set things up as I did. This person is killing on purpose. It must be ended. One way or another. I
0: don't disagree. However, the less bloodshed that we have to give would be my preference is all. And she dismisses the guardian I'm, spirit and I, her eyes return back try. to normal.
1: I can't promise you
0: nothing. So, Officer Dawes just, right then. Then, Friedrich, what do you say? You, and before she can finish this statement, She just takes a step back from you, Friedrich. Friedrich, would you describe what's going on with you right now?
2: We'll we'll start out by saying Friedrich had grown up very rough. Because when his grandparents moved to the United States, this was very shortly post-World War II. And his grandparents were as German can get. So nobody wanted his family here and considering that Friedrich is only second generation German still in the older families around where Friedrich grew up still doesn't want him there so he was always growing up with people yelling at him saying derogatory things to him telling him him and his family need to go back to Germany that they don't need fascists here stuff like that So he grew up suppressing a lot of anger. And one thing he doesn't like is people arguing or bickering, I guess you can say. And on top of that, he took a vow to protect and serve. And so he is getting mad because people are dying on his watch. The people that he swore to protect. So, when Dawes started talking to Friedrich, Mikey, you go ahead and describe to them what's going on.
0: I most certainly can, or at least try, anyways. Okay. I know
2: you can, Mikey. You're awesome like that.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, as not only Officer Dawes, but as all of you begin to turn to see what's going on, you see. A familiar black kind of onyx colored mist begin to emanate from Friedrich's position. There is quite a stark difference though this time. It's not coming from Cerberus, it's coming from Friedrich himself. You all hear just this guttering snarl and growling coming from Friedrich himself as you see his eyes begin to glaze over and change into a crimson red similar to when Cerberus goes into his mythos state and you just slowly start to see Friedrich's teeth begin to protrude a little bit and his canines begin to grow more fully and longer as you all see that Friedrich is uh, looking a little more canine than human at the moment.
1: Oh, we're going to have some fucking fun, Friedrich.
3: Friedrich, calm down.
2: I don't say anything. I just turn and I'll look at everybody.
0: Okay. Yeah, so all of you are confronted with the canine teeth, the blood red eyes, the dark onyx mist emanating from Friedrich you get the sense that there's a rage
3: billowing deep inside calm down or you're going to lose yourself do it now I am in control no you are not I have experienced this before I have lost many friends this way
1: Friedrich don't take it the wrong way being in control is good for a while but sometimes you got to let him loose or else he's going to eat you from the inside out just saying as a friend
3: I do agree with you on that but you can't let it go all the way I don't say anything I just huff and you know
2: how dog will just shake his head with a huff I just shake my head and I start coming to again
0: okay so you calm down yeah as you begin to calm down, Friedrich, you see Cory and Mac relatively reacted to this a little more positively. But as you turn to Quinn and Daz, Quinn is a little perplexed, but he doesn't think too much of it. But that in Daz's eyes, see that there is a hint of worry. And as you look down at her, because she is very short, she's shorter than you are, that her hands were in a... Uh, formation that looks to be some sort this is bad podcasting, but it looks similar to this in the sense where she posted her fingers up together in a hand signed a little bit. As you see the orange the man- orange mandalas in her eyes slowly fade away and she puts her hands slowly down, releasing whatever she was about to do. And but just
1: think it was the I love you sign. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Friedrich, I want to warn you this now. You do not want to go deeper into that anger. You will, you will lose your humanity very quickly. I've seen it before. I've seen it in some of my good friends and I did stop. It. I thought it was fine at the time. I was proven wrong and I do not wish to speak of this more.
2: I understand, Mr. O'Reilly. I
1: understand. Speaking from experience, though, totally worth it.
3: Sometimes letting letting that mythos just go wild is great, but it comes at a heavy price. You might have good control of yours, but he's freshly in. Even for me, I've been around the block several times. I'm afraid to release that type of beast. But I'm only afraid because of what I can do.
0: So, with this more somber moment going on, as all of you guys are coming to a better understanding when it comes to certain things and new developments that are happening, that is where we're going to end tonight's session. So we're going to leave off on that note. But man, oh man, that was such a stellar episode. I have goosebumps. You guys are amazing. So before we get into signing off for the evening i do want to go around to everyone and i want you to share what was one of your favorite things that happened this um session so wes we'll start with you
1: favorite thing from the session or one of the favorite things was honestly you did a good job because i put you on the spot tell me my future tell me things that have yet to happen very good job there and did not see the Cerberus attached to Friedrich thing showing up like that. So that was a whole, that was a whole goddamn thing. Very well done by both parties. So good job.
0: That that was really cool. I loved it. All right, Echo. So same question. What was one thing from the session that you really enjoyed?
3: First off, Cerberus. Because here's the thing. I actually had to actually put actual emotion into trying to do that scene. Corey's responses because backstory reasons and the other one is I like Daz's and Corey's like back and forth a little bit with that because they both want to be protectors it's kind of that like Interpol situation I'm, I'm cops but we're the FBI but I'm the CIA oh my yeah. goodness
0: it was great Yeah.
3: yeah. And that is mostly it for me.
0: And then, of course, last but not least, Josh, what was some of your favorite things in the session?
2: (laughs) First, I gotta say, Mac's reaction to his future being told. And the amount of emotion that Echo put into Corey in that last little bit.
3: I'm gonna say this. If you will not back down, I'm going to say this. Corey was willing to put you down. It would it would not felt great, but he but he was ready to do it,
0: yeah, it makes sense for Corey, given his l- former lifestyle and even his current and bleeding into his current one too uh,
3: I, I, was, I was just not even not even lifestyle just that just the whole people losing themselves to God, so that's all he needs from that is a threat to him from what he <laughs> it's has already friends that we' are going after a bloody banshee. <laughs> The Banshee's t- uh, getting a little more doable, but, dude, personal trauma. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's what's happening to Corey.
1: The, the downside there, too, is if you were to went after Friedrich for turning to, Cer- to uh, Cerberus, you would have to go through the other guys. No, let it go. Let it go. Trust me. It feels a whole lot better. It's like holding in just upset and rage. The more you hold it in, the more it eats you up. Just let him go.
3: Yes, but you. But here's Corey's thing. You have control. You. You at Do least have this. You've been in this game at least a little bit. Do I? Well,
0: there are reasons. Mac has lived with Sarah Nunes for a, quite
3: a bit. It's just he, that we don't. Know, I've known a, this as well. And you got someone to pull you back from the brink maybe. Maybe. I feel,
0: I feel like with Max' situation it's more of an Eddie Brock Venom situation. They're more symbiotic, so he's been living with the symbiote for a little, for quite a while. It's just that sometimes, Sarah Nunes will push and push. Yeah, uh, th-
3: that could be it too. But like for me, I, it's part. It's more different for Friedrich because he's completely new to all this yeah. magic and everything. That means, unlike you, you at least know, have things to hold you down, and you know it. You got your girlfriend. You got your job. so, Somewhat. But, for Friedrich, he's completely new, and you might get lost in all that power. Even just with the emotion of anger, he might not even notice.
0: We're developing relations! I love it! <laughs> I love character (laughs) dynamics, which actually leads me into, I guess, my turn. Granted, this case is a lot of fun to run, and you guys made a lot of headway, but I think my favorite part of this session was probably the last 25-30 minutes of it, because this was just establishing relationships, more stuff being revealed in terms of mythos. I... I really enjoyed being put on the spot, Wes, when it came to that part, only because I know we've talked about things off screen, about potentially what is in store for Mac and his girlfriend in the future, so that was just a perfect way to set that all up. <laughs> it,
3: it's it's a possibility. Uh, not
2: <laughs> you planning the whole Cerberus encounter. You know, was, you know, were you planning uh, uh, that server encounter for the session
0: I wasn't necessarily with that development but the opportunity presented itself and I'm like let's make this more interesting so of you, course
3: you, can, I, I would like to have I want to do the one I wanted to ask earlier could I have one weakness point of I'm getting too old for this like talking with Dawes like that whole conversation like <laughs> I'm too old to be like this I failed this place. I wanted to do that, but I'm like, nah, no. I'm not invoking the weakness tag just for nothing.
0: Yeah, unfortunately that wouldn't have been a thing. But yeah, I think just some good solid RP and more character dynamics and character development are things that I really enjoy. And the last 25-30 minutes was probably... I enjoyed the whole the session as a whole, but that specifically was great because... That pretty much, I just sat back and let you guys lead that last 25-30 minutes and it was brilliant from all of you, so good job to you guys. Also, guess what I got? I get to get a new... Which we'll talk about off screen, but I think it is that time for us to sign off. So to all the fellow listeners who stuck (laughs) by in this episode... Thank you once again to listening to another episode of Knights of Paint Town, a City of Mist Actual Play podcast. When we return for the next episode, we are basically at the home stretch of this case. What will our party, what will our crew decide to do in regards to the supposed culprit of this case? How will they approach what's going to happen? you're gonna need to tune into next episode to find out how this all goes down so from your master of ceremonies and to from everyone here at the DD vibe tribe remember everyone love each other take care of one another and as always let the good times roll